coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Welcome in to the Stone On Air podcast, episode number 11. We'll title this one, Conditional Patriotism. My name is Brian Stone. I appreciate you being here, however it is you find the show, whether you download the app, whether you go to stoneonair.com or the SoundCloud page, or however you do so, this is the Stone On Air podcast. Don't get all giddy over there. I don't particularly like yours either. Episode number 11. My name is Brian Stone. Information coming up here in a matter of a couple minutes about the big... I don't know what you call it. Exactly, other than hanging out at the market this weekend. But the way, the way the show will be recorded on Sunday, I'll give you information on that. i got a bunch of concert tickets to give away to the Revelry Room. I'll help you out uh, to understand how to do that as well. And in about 10 minutes from now, the Colin Kaepernick thing and whether you, how you salute or don't salute the national anthem or the flag or anything along those lines has now reached the point to where the argument or the conversation or the debate is should the National Football League force their players to salute in a certain particular way? And I'll ask you a rhetorical question for the most part. What is the correct way to salute the National Anthem? We don't really have a protocol to that. We got some loosey-goosey kind of here's what we do and that's good enough, I guess. But we don't need that. Some respect is nice, but um, nothing says freedom quite like forcing people to do things against their will, huh? We'll talk about more of that here in just a few minutes in the Stone's Throw segment. Uh, I'll be a a little flippant and uh, go kind of a little uh, uh, just kind of easy breezy, but uh, still a little something I, I absolutely mean it's very important to me doesn't mean anything much to anybody else but we we've got to stop and it's an extension of small talk but there's some stuff in this in in our you know societal everyday cultural everyday interactions that has got to stop we'll get to that here in just a few minutes so um so here's what's happening this weekend this is pretty cool and i and i will admit for the first time in a long time i am a little bit Nervous. I've got a little bit of anxiety. I'm anxious. Maybe anxiety is probably a little bit too uh, heavy of a word, but uh, a little anxious because this is something completely different than I've ever done. And it's that's what's kind of cool about it. It's something completely different than anybody around here has ever done, period. I am going to be setting up at the Chattanooga Market, and if it goes well, which i got no reason to believe it won't because the setup I have right here in my garage right now is going to be the exact same setup I have at the market. So it's working here. 
uh, should work fine there. The only difference is there are thousands of people all around you while you do it. So that does change things just a little bit. But, you know, standing in front of people and talking and, and this kind of stuff and talking to a microphone doesn't bother me you know, almost at all. I'm not embarrassed by just about anything. Um, I don't get overly anxious about much. Uh, it's just because I don't really care about a whole lot. <laughs> things just kind of roll right off me. It's no big deal. Whatever. You know, it's something that would terrify some people. It just doesn't mean anything to me. But um, there ha- just because of the, the uncertainty of the situation and the magnitude of how big an event this is, the Chattanooga market is huge. And it literally is thousands of people. And if it goes well, which I believe it will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there every week for the rest of of the year, or at least most of the season. If it starts getting cold and, and nasty out, I, I can't drag all this stuff out into that, all this equipment out into that mess. But for the most part, at least for the next two months, that's the goal. And coming up this week, uh, I have a really fun show. We're going, we're, we, me, I, whoever helps me, I think Tara will be down hanging out a little bit, Tara V. Uh, my friend John uh, Henniger, I believe, will be down for a little bit. I've, I've invited Nathan Gale. We'll see um, who all shows up. Bre- Come on down, anybody. Bring it, bring it. I'm, 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 I'm down for whatever. But kind of starting off with a little bit of a bang. A incredibly cool band. I must say new band. They're not that new. They've been around for a little bit now. Doctor B and the E's is going to be my musical guest. We are going to set up and play at least two songs and two segments with the band. They are in a Battle of the Bands contest right now taking place over at Mayo's um, that I have been a judge in the first round, and I will not be able to be a judge in the second round because that is this Saturday, and I am uh, just too wrapped up trying to get this this whole situation put together for, for, for Sunday. So that takes place this Saturday, and then that wraps up the qualifiers, and then the finals is October 1st, and Dr. B and the E's is one of the qualifiers for the final round, which will be six bands down at Mayo's. I'll tell you more about that um, later on, and certainly uh, plenty about it next week. But So they'll be the musical guest, and all day long, I'll be set up from 11 to 4, just like every other vendor there. I'm going to have just a, it's a drop-your-name-in-the-box, and I'll be pulling out names for three shows. The Revelry Room, next Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday has three shows all in a row. It is Aquarium, uh, American Aquarium on Friday, of Montreal on Saturday, and Blackstone Cherry on Sunday. And I got a pair of tickets to all three. The big one for, for my money is Saturday night of Montreal with uh, uh, Hank and Cupcakes playing their final show before uh, Saget is the, uh, the, the girl's name who is the uh, lead. Well, it's her and her husband. Uh, it's a two-person band. She's pregnant. She's like crazy pregnant. I can't believe she's fitting in one more show. So it's going to be um, them, uh, Hank and Cupcakes, opening up for of Montreal, and I'll have a pair of tickets to all three. Drop your names and hats the whole day, around 3.30. I'll pull out the name, and there you go. So we'll have three winners, and that'll be a lot of fun. Then also at 3.30, around that time, that's when the podcast from that day with Dr. B and the E's will be download or available for download. It'll be uploaded so you can download it. So it will be available basically an hour after we get done with it. So that's where we're at right now. It is, um, it, it, it'll, it'll change week to week as I figure out what my limitations are in you know, doing this podcast in the middle of a, you know, a monstrous pavilion with people everywhere. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was just a touch nervous. Coming up in just a handful of minutes, Should the NFL require 
players to salute the national anthem or the flag in some specific kind of way. First, we've got to get over some stuff, guys. There's some there's four things in particular that Americans are obsessed about what other Americans are doing. Two of them I get, two of them got to stop, and that's Stone's Throw. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. Beep, beep. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? As Americans, we're obsessed with a lot of things. TV and now the internet, certainly, but all the different kinds of media and mediums around that grab our attention and tell us what is and isn't cool and what is and isn't acceptable and what you should and shouldn't drive or how much money you should or shouldn't make or anything along those lines uh, has kind of warped the way we think, you know, 240 years after this country was established. Uh, But there's four things in particular that are incredibly annoying to me. Two of them I understand, two of them not as much. So the four things that Americans obsess over the most from my point of view, what everybody's eating, what everybody else is drinking, who everybody else is sleeping with, and how much money everybody else makes. Now on the tail end of that, the latter end of that, I get it a little bit. I understand more because of the sensationalism out there that has just kind of consumed us all. I do at least understand why people are so, the, the curiosity factor there of who's sleeping with who and who's got money and who doesn't and da 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 I don't, I don't subscribe to it. I don't live my life that way, but I at least understand it. So we'll leave those sitting over there in the corner. I think you should take some time to start caring about things that actually matter and not that as much, but at least I understand. What I don't understand and never will understand is why everybody is so judgmental and so interested and worried about what another person is eating and drinking. And I'll start with drinking more because that's where we're at in this, where our culture is right now, is you are so defined And so judged by the liquid that is inside of the glass in which you drink. And that couldn't be more superficial and more shallow of of an opinion to have. I can't understand for one second why what I consume as a liquid could have any kind of indication of my character. I can't understand that for a minute. Uh, Bro, bro's got light beer over there, man. That's not cool. Enough. Enough. I love quality cocktails. I love quality beers. I love quality non-alcoholic beverages. I love quality food. Unfortunately, in in this just stupid, hectic, and expensive world we live in, it's not possible to do what you always, what you crave all the time, all the time. You got to kind of make it, make it work. And if you're, if you're not in that boat and you can do that, then good for you. But most of us can't, but to the eating part. And there's that, there's that same kind of craft snob mentality there too. I don't see it as much. 
Right now, it seems to be more by what you're drinking. And now it's getting into, you know, speaking of the drinking, it's co- talking to the drinking thing, coffee and, and everything else. I mean, it's just, well, look at, look at that idiot's drinking. Oh, my God, that guy must suck over there. That guy must be a f- totally lame, like the worst guy ever. Like, enough. But you see that in the food world, too. But here's what I'm talking about more on a dumbed-down level on an everyday thing. This is an extension of small talk. So freaking tired of small talk. Hey, man, what you eat? What I smell? What am I smelling over there? What you eating on? Dude, I'm having a crap day, just like you are. I just want to sit over here and eat my crappy lunch and go through my crappy day at my crappy job, and I don't feel like explaining to you what it is that I'm eating over here. Stop asking me. Hey, man, what you sipping on over there? Don't worry about it. Mind your own damn business every once in a while, please. Is that okay? Do you mind to just every now and again, mind your own business? What you said, man, that sure does smell good over there. Dude, I guarantee you it sucks. I had five minutes to get lunch. It's not quality. I'm not happy about it. And I got seven hours before I'll be home. Enough of the small talk. Don't talk to me about the weather. Stop wasting my damn time. You're not kind. You're not being friendly. You're not being some kind of, you know, hey, that guy just gets along with everybody. You're an annoying asshole. Stop it. Stop it. Mind your own damn business. And stop worrying about what everybody else is drinking and and eating. Stop it. Jeez. And you shouldn't care who anybody's sleeping with or what kind of money they make or what kind of car they're driving or where their address is or what part of town they live in. But at least I understand that. Should the NFL force their players to salute the national anthem? We'll talk about that next from the Stone On Air podcast. My name is Brian Stone. Thanks for being here. Stone on air. We'll be right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip I have for our listeners. And you are back with the Stone on Air podcast. We'll be live recording, live to tape anyway, at the Chattanooga Market this Sunday, September 18th. I'll have three pairs of tickets to give away to shows at the Revelry Room, two to Black stone cherry two to american aquarium and two to this man of montreal this is a stone on air podcast i am satisfied hiding in our friend's apartment only leaving once a day to buy some groceries daylight i'm so absent-minded nighttime meeting new anxieties Really excited about this opportunity to do the show live in front of people. Try to get some awareness to what podcasting actually is. And that it is a viable option for listening entertainment or information. And thank you, Monica Kinsey over at Track 29 Rebel Room and the entire Choo Choo Campus for their support with offering tickets to give away. We should have them every week and... She said, let's start off with a bang and do an entire weekend's worth of giveaways. So I'll have a little box down at the um, booth at the Chattanooga Market. Just fill out your name, your phone number, and your email address and drop it in the box. And I'll pull three names out. About 30 minutes left in the 
market and the first guy will get one pair of tickets guy or gal the second guy or gal will get another and the third same deal and um you don't have to be present to win i'll call you or email you or however you want to do it so that's uh that is really a really cool thing at the chattanooga market this sunday where in the pavilion i'm not sure yet um but i i, I was mentioned last segment that i was a little bit nervous um for one of the few times in a long time uh that i've I, I I don't tend to get very nervous, anxious, or embarrassed by much of anything, but I didn't really know what in the world we, I was going to do. Well, I've had some emails exchanged with Steve and Chris over there, uh, operations uh, people who have assured me that we'll figure out a place to be and, and, and make it as easy as possible. So I'll be down at the Tennessee Pavilion on Sunday, September 18th, all day long, or at least throughout the entirety of the market. I'll have some stickers. Um, and these tickets to give away, and then Dr. B's in, Dr. B and the E's will be there to play at least two songs, maybe three. We'll see how the weekend goes. These next two segments will be shorter, and we'll be out of here. i got to get ready for South Park tonight, here in just a little while. Uh, 20th season. Good Lord. Can you believe that show is 20 years old? You want to feel old just for a minute? 20 years ago is when that show started. I was a junior in high school i think it was a junior well 90s yeah 97 it was 90 it was late 97 so i was almost i was whatever it was a long time ago and i remember i was in a social studies class it was it was my favorite teacher of all time mrs mccormick who is the wife of gerald mccormick house representative uh majority leader whatever sorry if i've uh, mumbled and jumbled your uh, title of uh, uh, uh gerald but a uh, now very good friends of mine and 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 incredible people but i remember being in her class and we had to do some kind of uh at Udawa high school some kind of uh, gathering a little teams thing we're going to do a little project and one of the teams that was was called south park it's like the hell is that what the hell is that and then you know tuned in shortly after and then 20 years later still watching the show but so the nfl colin kaepernick the flag uh, the anthem Still going on the conversation because uh, over the weekend I was in Nashville for the Titans and uh, the Vikings opening weekend fell on 9-11. If I ever had a protest that I wanted to voice, which I have many, many, many times, many times in my life, I have and to this day probably still do. If I was going to, though, voice my, my protest, it would not have been on that day. It would not have been on that day. Most of the players playing in the game right now, not most, all of them, just short of Tom Brady, maybe Drew Brees. Uh, is there anybody else up there in that close age? I don't think so. They were children children when 9-11 happened. They don't remember where they were when 9-11 happened. So it doesn't, it doesn't it's, it's more history to them then it is something that happened in their lifetime. It's like when I think of Pearl Harbor, I think of Ben Affleck in that crappy movie. You know, I think of I think of the history lesson. And we're not quite there yet with 9-11, but we're getting close. So anyway, I, 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 I divert away from that. I, I digress. I didn't mean to go into that. But the argument now has shifted to should the National Football League force require in the league manual or whatever it is and and 
require that the players salute the national anthem in a particular way. You can change that question. You can say, should anybody, any employer, force their employer, employees to do something along these lines? I'm not, I've always kind of thought and wondered to myself, why is the national anthem played before every sporting event anyway? I mean, it's tradition, I guess. It's kind of happened one day. Why? Why do we even need to do that? I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not disrespectful if we didn't do that. But whatever, we do. And, you know, the first thing to mind is the simple, you know, just kind of throw away. Nothing is, you know, nothing, ex- nothing screams freedom like forcing people against their will to, to salute some kind of symbolism. Um, yeah, of course they can. If they want to, they can. I, I don't know how that's healthy. I don't know how that makes any sense. What I would like to ask you more than anything, though, is, what is the protocol to when the national anthem is played? What are you supposed to do? What are you, what are you supposed to do? We don't have I, I I don't know what you're exactly supposed to do. I know what my dad told me. You know what your dad told you and your mom and your grandfather and your grandmother. You've done things the way you've done them because you were told to. But what is it that we're supposed to do? So I, I, I challenge you this. Next time you're watching a sporting event, mainly football, because there's so many people on the field, and this is what this is about right now, football players, because several t- players across the league did different kinds of variations of, of how they saluted as a way to represent that they're trying to be respectful, but they ha- also have, there's grievances here that they're not happy with. What are you supposed to do? Well, look on the sideline. You'll see players with their hands behind their back. Kind of like, you know, grab your hand behind your back. That seems harmless enough, right? Then you'll find a lot of players are standing there with their hands up front, just grabbing like you would kind of like at a, a like in a wedding, you know, where you stand there with your hands in front of you and you cup your hands. You see some with their just hands down to their side, holding their helmet in one hand, hand to the other side. You see coaches and players on sidelines during the national anthem, sometimes with their with their uh their 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 hand up uh, uh, on their temple like they would salute like the military style you see that sometimes you see their hand more times than not you see the hand across the heart if somebody's got a hat on they'll usually take the hat off and sometimes put it across their heart which one of these is acceptable what are you supposed to be doing i when i am in these settings take my hat off and that's about the extent of it. I, I just kind of hold it. I, I tap my, you know, I'm just, I'm always kind of, I always, I'm always standing. I'm always moving around. I'm a little fidgety. I don't just stand there with it on my heart and just sit there and don't move and look, you know, silent into the air. I look around. I, I you know, I kind of, I kind of tap it on my side, tap it on my shoulder a little bit, look around, you know, is that disrespectful? No, I don't think it is. But the point being, it's not all uniform. We're not all doing the same thing. Who's doing it wrong? Who's doing it right? Who's to say what is wrong and right about that? So if players want to kneel, and this is all done in pure respect across the league, want to kneel down as a way to show respect for the moment, but to show still that there are, there are issues in our society that I am way beyond frustrated to infuriated with, and based on the way I am going to respectfully salute I am show I am that is my respectful protest. 
How is that? How is that something that should be restricted? Hand in the air, fist just straight up in the air, down on one knee, arms locked in a in a in a row. How are these things disrespectful? And and I'll just in this segment get the final one talking about the divided states of America because that's what this is. This is divisive beyond belief. And I'll get to more of that in the next segment. But how does forcing Americans to salute something the exact same way you do, even though you have different beliefs than them and they have different beliefs than you, how is that getting your message across? How is that creating a positive outcome for you? How does that make you feel good about the situation? I'll show them. I'll show those players. I'll make them do what I want them to do. How is that an American ideology at all? How is forcing somebody to do something the way you want it done somehow prove your patriotism? And are you trying to devalue the symbolism that is the flag and the national anthem? I know you're not, but rhetorical question. You are. When you force somebody to do something against their will, like a salute to a patriotic symbol, you have devalued what that symbol was supposed to stand for. Is that what you're trying to do? Do you feel like you just won? I'll sh- I, we showed them. NFL makes them do it. Now they have to. Ha <laughs> Show them. What do you think you've accomplished, bozo? What do you think has happened here? Divisiveness? You're, you're, uh, you think that this is being divisive? You've just defined divisiveness with that move, bro. Seriously, man. Serious talk. This is out of control. Absolutely out of control with what people think they can get away with. This country was founded. I talked about this last segment, last show in episode 10. I'm going to do it again. This episode 11 is called Conditional Patriotism because that's what a lot of you are out there. You're, 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 you're down for being patriotic. Patriotism is big for you as long as everybody agrees with what you think it's how things should be. And we're not in that world anymore. That doesn't fly anymore. Half the country's done with that spit. We're not doing that anymore. You're losing your grip and you're so mad about it. I'll show them. I'll show them. I'll make them do what I want. That's what America's all about. Forcing people into doing stuff. Going by your logic, we'd be shipping our tax money over to the king and queen over in the UK, bro. You do realize that, right? Using your logic... The Queen of England is going to be here this week. We all got to bow down. Speaking of those divided states of America, that's exactly what we are. Hillary, Trump, this disaster. Basket full of deplorables. Binders full of women. How can people who are so highly educated say such stupid ass stuff? This is a, a wreck. And I'll put the wraps on the podcast coming up next. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone On Air Podcast.
This also is of Montreal. I have a pair of tickets for you at the market this week, Sunday. Come down and see us. This is American Aquario. We'll be at the Rebel Room next week, and I'll have a pair of tickets to them as well at the Chattanooga Market this weekend. Tickets to Blackstone Cherry and of Montreal. Drop a name and a hat. Not a real hat. Box. Something like that. And I'll pull the names out around 3.30 Sunday afternoon. And you don't have to be present to win. Thank you, Monica, over at Track 29 and the Rebel Room for supplying the tickets. Come down and grab yourself a bumper sticker. Come say hello and... Come learn more about this podcasting thing. I've actually had... I now ran into somebody else the other day. Uh, third person now that I can officially put on this list of saying, I didn't know or care about what a podcast was. Now, let me put that... I'll say four. Four. Four now that I remember. I said, now that I know what podcasts are, it's all I ever listen to. And that's very cool because clearly... That means you're me getting getting some potential listenership, right? It's also a little terrifying because there's so many podcasts out there, you might stop listening to me and listen to something else. But to open up your eyes to what this is and how incredibly cool it is, is part of my goal of being down at the market every week. If you want to know more about it, I'll tell you more about it. Now, you're listening right now, you're probably already pretty well versed, but that's the idea. So we'll see you on the 18th at the Chattanooga Market, and my musical guests will be Dr. B and The E's. So to just kind of finish up on what I was talking about from last segment, kind of kind of segueing into this segment, the divided states of America, um, one thing I find to be pretty interesting is the way, the way people get so stuck in their ways, and they just will not entertain other people's viewpoints, other people's perspective. My favorite word, perspective. That's what I try to bring to the show when I'm not having musical guests on and not having other guests on is a different perspective. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm trying to give you a different perspective. You don't have to change your mind, but I'd like you to be able to understand a viewpoint that you might not have thought before. And a lot of people's arguments for these players choosing to salute the national anthem in the national football league in different ways is that it's divisive this is divisive this is dividing the country even more we're dividing it even more with these kinds of moves this is totally disrespectful well that's funny that you say that down here in the rural south in the tennessee georgia alabama tri-state area 
all around these southern states. Saw a picture on Instagram earlier today. And uh, it was a very cool picture. It was a picture of a panoramic of the Bristol Motor Speedway from the Tennessee-Virginia Tech game the other day during the National Anthem or at the end of it or the beginning of it or whatever, during that whole spectacle. It was pretty darn impressive. It was awfully cool looking. Fireworks going off. Everybody's got a uh, under their seat. They hold up a thing and it spells out, you know, I love America or whatever it says. 150,000 people in unison in concert together. Um, you know, just incredible pride and patriotism. It was a, it was a it was a spectacle. It was a, a sight to see. But with this post, what it said was was I don't know how you do things over there in San Francisco, but this is how we salute America, bruh. Something like that. I might have paraphrased a little bit. It's funny. Again, this episode 11 here of the Stone on Air podcast, my name is Brian Stone, is called Conditional Patriotism. It is, it is funny how you're so worried about divisiveness when it comes to something from another culture, from another area of the country that you've very likely never been to, probably not even been within a thousand miles of, and you've got such a strong opinion that, yeah, this is how we do things. You can get on out of here if you don't like it. Listen, listen, Jethro. How about that, um, that about five blocks away from Bristol Motor Speedway and all up and down the, 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 the border of, of Tennessee and North Carolina and Virginia? All those rebel flags that are all over the place. Remember a year and a half ago, whenever two years ago, whenever that was, when that was the big thing, and there was a lot of social and 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 racial tension over that, and it was like, hey, out of my dead hand, you pry it out of my cold dead hands. I thought you, were, I thought being divisive wasn't what you wanted, man. Oh, that's right. You don't, as long as you agree with the situation then you don't care if it divides. You're not interested in whether something's being too divisive. It's, it's, it's gone too far. On the way out here on the Stone Hunter podcast, so I, I was going to talk about Hillary and Trump and some of the things that have been said. And she's, she, th- this, is, this is the damnedest year I've ever seen. This is the weirdest year of my already incredibly weird life. <laughs> this is, it, it, there, there are so many examples that I can give you that are just mind-blowing of how weird this year has been for me on a personal level, and this is one of them. And I'm not going to get into too much of Trump and Hillary, but when I look around the southern states, I, I find the southern charm to be just that charming. Um, there are I, I really do like the southern thing. I love southern rock. I embrace the things that... that that even that I don't like about it because I understand where it came from because I've been here for a long damn time. But I'm beginning to get a little tired of all this. I really, really am. We are divided as we could be. We don't like each other. When when Hillary says deplorable, I truly, I believe that Donald Trump, Don Trump is a deplorable human being. I know he's a maniacal demagogue. I know that he's brain, basically brainwashing people. Um, I don't think Hillary Clinton is a very good leader in herself. This is a disaster, a total disaster of an election. But I will never get on board with that mess that is Trump. And I've always said for many years, Brian Stone, that I would 
I the only reason I would stay in Chattanooga, Tennessee for the rest of my life is because of my allegiance to that old radio station I used to work for. Well, that bridge has been dynamited for the time being. Did I mean that? Was I, did I was I being honest when I said that? Well, I'm still here. And giving this podcasting world and and a little bit of a kind of a entrepreneurial uh, side small business thing a try. And if it works, I'll stay. If it doesn't, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> I am out of here. There are too many different areas of this country that are so diverse, that are so accepting, that are so incredibly cool, at least on the outside looking in, to sit around here and rot in this mess for the rest of my life is not necessarily what I need to be doing. And I'm not trying to take a shot at the state of Tennessee or the South in general. It's amazing how incredibly just amazing the state of Tennessee is when you look at its at its just its landmarks its history from presidents James K Polk to uh, Andrew uh, Johnson Greenville Tennessee and Polk County and Sevier John Sevier and Sevierville and Nashville Music City USA and 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 Jack Daniels the most iconic whiskey on the planet uh, from the rock and roll roots of Elvis to Memphis Tennessee to all the rich uh, uh, Civil War history here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, basically the gateway to the South for the foundation of of what would become modern America. This state is freaking incredible. Fall Creek Falls to the to to the all the things you know around here in 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 this area. It is absolutely incredible. But the most people in this state absolutely suck. Most of them, meaning the majority of however many people are in this state, it's uh, 8 million or something. I don't know what the number is. Most suck. And I'm not going to sit around here and rot away with the rest of them if I don't have a creative outlet that can somehow, you know, help supplement my my stupid life I live. But we're divided. We're the divided states of, uh, of America. Saying United States of America is not true. It's not even close to true. I don't like a lot of people, and a lot of people don't like me based on just what we believe. And that's unfortunate, but that's what's happened. And I got Republican friends. I got plenty of Republican friends because those are sensible people, just like most of my Republican friends think I'm a sensible, Democrat-leaning kind of guy. But I just this mess I see every day now, I, I can't take it. Give me a year. And if, 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 if things don't start to take off for me in a different direction, which I actually truly feel that it probably will, I, I feel pretty good about it. That's why I'm giving this a whirl, this whole podcasting, live remote, all around town, Chattanooga Market, trying to get involved, trying to get involved with an incredible city. Chattanooga, Tennessee is a freaking incredible city. But if this doesn't work, sitting around here listening to all this mess every day is not what it's... I'm going to be doing long term. You can just put a line down the middle. You guys want to be have Trump as your president? You go over there. You want to have Hillary as your president? You go over there. Wouldn't bother me at all. Wouldn't have to worry about building that wall of Trump. Now you can just build a wall and keep the keep all the bleeding heart liberals out. The ones are pussifying the country. Oh yeah, acceptance. Tolerance. Equality. Yeah, those are such just disgusting traits of a human being, aren't they? This is Blackstone Cherry. They'll be at Rebel Room next week, and I'll have a pair of tickets at the Chattanooga Market 
this weekend, Sunday, September 18th. I'll be there all day long. Come by and see me. My musical guests will be Dr. B and the E's. Thank you for spending some time with me each and every time you choose to do so. I certainly do appreciate it. This has been Episode 11, Conditional Patriotism, the Stone on Air podcast. Be sure to like, share, and always love. We'll do it again this Sunday afternoon. See you then. Bye.